Amen, amen, amen. Um, grace, mercy, and peace be on to everybody on the line. Um, let's just go into a quick word of prayer. Um, God, we thank you, we praise you, we honor you, we worship you, Lord God. Lord Father God, we have invited you into this space to have your way, Lord Father God. So do what only you can do, great God, that you are. Touch the hearts and the minds of your people and allow your word to be received and applicable to our everyday lives, Lord Father God. Use me for your glory and take these lips of clay, mold and make them yours. Remove every feeling of fear and nervousness and allow your confidence to operate big in me. Let understanding flow with ease. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Um, so tonight, if you could give me a thumbs up, everyone can hear me. Cool. All right. So tonight, um, I will be coming from Jeremiah 29, 11 and 12. Here begins the reading of God's holy word. <laughs> for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. Then you will call on me and come and pray to me, and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with your with all your heart. And if I was like, from the moment they told they asked for me to bring the word, yeah, I know I'd be in the background. You know. <laughs> So I was like, God, what are you gonna, what are you gonna give me? What are you gonna give me? What are you gonna give me? Um, yeah, amen, Katja. I mean <laughs> background. Um, so I was like, what are you gonna give me? And like every day as I was listening in, um, I just kept hearing the same thing. Um, God help my unbelief. So if I would just speak from a topic, um, it would be. God help my unbelief. So just to recap real quick, um, last week we was on this fast and every day I was like, like every day was like a mind blowing teaching. So I just want to really quick um, recap a couple of things that like sat with me. Um, so on day one, of course, we started off with repentance and overseer reminded us about the importance of knowing and understanding that we are all sinners. So even when we think we're good, there might be a thought, a word, a deed that we have like operated in that's wrong. And none of us is perfect. Even And even knowing us and all, God knowing us and all that we've done, wait for us to come to him to apologize, to reconcile and get back right with him. So nothing happens without that. Um, and it's important that we go to God clean before asking, praying, and petitioning for anything. Father, forgive me for my unbelief. Day two, we focused on vision, and Pastor Jeremiah said a few things that I'm still like, whoa. Um, he said, God has more answers than we have questions. No matter how much of riddle your life is and what you're going through. And visions are not about here and now. It's about there and later. Another one is you can't you can't run until you read and you can't read until it's written. 
you can't execute what you didn't plan and you can't plan without writing it down. So a lot of times we, um, meaning me, am like the kid who learns like the question why, right? Something happens, I'm like, but God, why? Something else happens, I'm like, but God, why? But why? But why? But why? But why? But why? Um, but why I don't? But why I didn't? But why I'm not? But why is it? Or the most common is like, oh, but why me? And you start to believe that God must be sick of me and all my little questions, or I should just know the answers. But taking on the perspective of there is no question that God does not have the answer to, and trust me, he has all the answers before you even think about the questions. We're like, all right, so I'm good. You know, like these little questions that I'm asking, you know, he already got the answers. As a matter of fact, he know I'm about to ask them. So we good on that. Thank you, God. So, and all the answers are in turn responses to everything about his vision for our lives. So his answer brings us a deeper understanding of why vision is not here and now and why it is there and later. Because, because God has all the answers before the thought is even formulated in our mind. God help my unbelief. And just when I thought it was good, it got better. Because then day three, Pastor Claudina hit us with the planning requiring us to begin with the end in mind. And I was like, okay. A lot of times I be, I don't even think that far. So like, that was like, okay. I, I tried to be like, just, just do it right now. Just live in the now. But to think with the end in mind is kind of like, that's the only way things will kind of like come into place. She said, allow the spirit of God to launch you in to your future and give you a visual imagery through your five senses. Envision the vision. Where do you envision yourself? And I closed my eyes for a moment and God took me on a journey. Um, and I was like, God help my unbelief. But for like once in a long time, I saw a vision that didn't involve me inserting my own fears and unspoken doubts. I saw a vision that looked clear and complete because I allowed myself to sit in that space. And I said, Jesus, is this what it feels like? This is how coming through a little, little old me, coming through a little old me, this is what it feels like. And it was like eye opening. Um, this is how you coming through. And I was like, okay. And then as Pat the Claudine mentioned, um, I said, Lord, keep the vision at the forefront of my thoughts. So that so that I now continue to have a positive picture. Um, to focus on regardless of what my day looks like, in spite of what I go through, and regardless of anything that, that crosses my path that tries to throw me off course um, or try to like throw a roadblock in my way, God just help me see the vision. Regardless of what's going on, help that vision to be like right here in the front of in the front of my mind. Somebody get on my nerves, vision. I start doubting myself, vision. I read something that I wrote down on my vision board and I'm like, oh, that's too big. No, 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 it's not vision. Let me just keep this in a forefront, forefront of my mind. God help my unbelief. Um, day four, Pastor Jeremiah again, reminded us that our thoughts determine our actions. Everything begins with the mind. And I always say everything starts with the mind. So I was like, yeah, this is what I'm talking about. Everything starts in your mind. He said, God wants us to work on our mental alignment and not align our thinking to his. And I said, all right, okay, 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 I hear you. Because I don't know about you, but I'm an analytical thinker and 
before before the, the thought even get out, my thoughts is first in line to overthink every single time. God helped my unbelief in my thinking. So I was like, okay. And I'm going to stop here on day five. Um, and if you have not listened and replayed the messages, please, please, please go to our app and listen to the messages. They are eye-opening. They are life-changing. Um, so day five, they seem like simple teachings. But when you look at, when you look under beneath the surface, there is so much context that is applicable to our everyday lives. Um, so in day five, we were reminded that um, it's not about the size of a thing because every little thing matters. Um, the size of a thing, little things turn into bigger things. So don't dismiss the small things. And I've said before, things are small until they're not. Um, everything is small until they're not. Um, there is, if you put a... Uh, uh, a block or a Lego in a box. If you put one Lego in a box, it looks like one little small Lego in a box. But if you fill the box up with Legos, it's big, it's heavier, it weighs more, it looks visually bigger. All small things turn into something big. So don't overlook something so small, thinking like, ah, it's no big deal. Um, and a lot of times we think like, there's no way that this could be a thing. It's so small, like it's nothing. But every little thing counts. God help my unbelief. So God help my unbelief. I, I looked at, while I was like studying, I was like, okay, let me look into some definitions. So I had to look up the official definition um, of belief. And to believe by way of definition is to accept something as true, feeling sure of truth. And I found it interesting that when I looked it up, next to similar, it also said, be convinced by truth, to have confidence in, put confidence in, or take as gospel. Um, and I know the young people say, I've heard people say like, oh, that's Bible. That just means like, oh, that's true. And then I said, okay, let me look into trust. Then I thought about how that goes hand in hand. Belief goes hand in hand with trust. You can't possibly have one without the other, right? Because trust is defined as firm belief in the reliability, truth, and ability or strength of someone or something. And the similar for trust was confidence, belief, and faith. And I was like, okay, right up my alley. Because I'm thinking now like faith. So now I said, let me look up the official <laughs> definition for faith. And um, as I looked up faith, it was defined as complete trust or confidence in someone or something. And a clearer definition as it pertains to us as Christians is strong belief in God or the, in the doctrines of a religion based on spiritual apprehension rather than proof, which means like based off of what you think, versus what is proven. And I was like, there are so many levels to each of these words. None is like a surface level word. There are big umbrellas. When you look at the three words, there are so many things that you can put under each umbrella to define what each of those words mean. Um, and I believe God is waiting for all three to happen 
in our lives simultaneously, regardless of what's happening in life. So we have three major principles that are at the core of who we should be as Christians, belief, faith, trust, um, all intertwined that we can clearly see are interchangeable. One literally cannot help it happen without the other. Yet we find ourselves in situations where um, these are at the root only when things are convenient or these things are at the root when things are going the way we think that they should be going. They're at the root when we pick and, like, we pick and choose when we want to believe. We pick and choose when or how we're going to trust. We pick and choose like where we're going to use faith and what capacity and what situation, what's going on. We pick and choose when we want to pull belief out, when we want to trust something, when we're going to like, okay, I'm going to have faith in that. And that's not, that's not really like how we supposed to move with it. If you, if you look into like scripture. So belief begins with salvation, right? Um, we hear it every Sunday, right? Confessions of it. Oh, according to like the Romans 10 and 9. Father, you said in your word, if I confess with my mouth and my, I believe in my heart that you raised Jesus, et cetera, et cetera, I am saved. Um, and then he said, you know, I believe that I'm saved. And I know that from what I could see, all of us on the line are saved, but we be we be quoting that thing like it's our first time receiving salvation every single Sunday, every single Sunday. I don't see no nobody with closed lips. Everybody's like, God, you said in your word, as if it's the first thing. That means that you believe it, right? You have to believe something in order to start to name it. Um, so in order to start to walk in something, you also have to believe. Um, so we have belief in the, the confession because it's a part of our faith, a part of our faith. Um, and in faith and the capacity of that is not speaking of like, how you, oh, faith in something. It's like our faith, our faith walk. We believe it, we walk in it, we say it, we quote it, we recite it um, every week. And our faith is a part of our DNA as Christians. Seems simple, but that, confes that confession is major because it's the first step in believing or at least attempting to go in the route of belief. So we are following this Christian faith or as the definition says, having a strong belief in God or in the doctrine of our religion based on our spiritual apprehension used in the context of understanding or grasping um, rather than proof. Um, so why do we have to see God working to believe that he's working? It's like, okay, God, I read this thing. I, I, I cite this thing every week. I say that every week. I say I believe it. I'm saying it. And I, I'm saying it every week. So I got to believe something. Right? I'm saying it every week. Okay. So if I'm saying it every week, why well, I got to see you do something to believe you're doing something? Like, if you never give me proof right away, I know that you're working. Like, why do I have to see it? Why do we always have to understand something to believe and trust and have faith that is true? The Bible says, lean not onto your own understanding. So why do why do we feel like we have to understand something? We don't. We don't. He, he didn't say, I'm going to let you understand everything. 
um, when I give it to you, um, everything is going to be crystal clear. You won't have to ask any questions. No clarifying questions here. Everything will be clear. No room for, for confusion. Nope. No. He going to sit back and say, this is, this is what it is. And trust me, if you don't understand it at the moment, it could be 10 years later and that light bulb go off and you're like, oh, that's why that happened. Now I understand. Now, now I get it. Now I get it. But why you gotta, but why you gotta get it in the moment? And I feel like a lot of times we are held back or we we limit ourselves because we feel like we gotta see something in order to see something. And we gotta understand something in order to believe. And there are so many scriptures in the Bible about belief and trust and God's promises and faith. And we, we recite them freely, quick, quick, like clockwork. Something happened? Because God said it in verse this, 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 this. And we recite it, quick with it. But when things happen, we act like we don't have a whole entire book to reference. Or we act like we don't have scriptures probably laid out on the wall that can help us be reminded of like who God is to us, who God is, period. Who God is to us, who God is for us, what the Bible says about belief in God, what the Bible says about faith, what it says about trust, what it says about his plans and his promises for us. We could sit here for an hour now, I guarantee. If I say put, put a scripture in the chat that reminds you of any one of those three things, belief, faith, trust, his promises. The chat will probably blow up. We'll go. We'll go. We go. We could go all night about all the scriptures that is in place. Matthew 21. Truly, I tell you, if you have faith and do not doubt, if you have faith and do not doubt, not only mm -hmm. can you do what was done to the fig tree, but also you can say to this mountain, go throw yourself into the sea and it will be done. If you believe, you will receive whatever you ask for in prayer. Hebrews 11. Now faith is confidence. Now faith is what we believe. Like now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. Hebrews 11 is six. And without faith, it is impossible to please God. Anyone who comes to him must believe that he's, he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. John 6, 29, when Jesus said, the work of God is this, to believe in the one he sent, he has sent. John 7 and 38. When Jesus said, whoever believes in me, as scripture has said, rivers of living water will flow from within them. Proverbs 3 and 5. Like, we can keep going. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he'll direct your path. Mark 9 and 23. If you can, question that, God. Everything is possible for one who believes. And I can keep going. And I can keep going. And I can keep going. Everything is like there for us to see. I was reading my Bible and I came across like God's promises for us. And a lot of them even stuck out to, to us. Leviticus 26, 4 and 5. Um, Deuteronomy 11, 13 through 15. Psalms 23 and 1, one of the favorites. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. We know this. We know this. We quote this all the time. But when things come up, it's like we forget. We forget like all of these things that God put in place. God helped my unbelief. When something comes up 
and it and it doesn't seem like it doesn't seem like God is working on a, in a in the back end, but it doesn't seem like He is to you. Now you get a little shaken and you act like you know you meaning me. <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm not. I'm gonna just speak for myself. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna speak for the extra saved folks. I'm gonna speak for me. Um, then you get shook up. You get. You start to be like, yeah, I know you said that, but it look a little. It look a little funny right now. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. And if you notice, there's a pattern in the language, in the language of like, like everything that we're reading, in the language uh, with the definition, they're interchangeable. All the words, you almost don't see one definition without the other word being in the definition or being like similar to. Um, they're all interchangeable and it's like the language is if you believe, if you don't doubt, believe in your heart. So there's a catch. There's a there's a, a commonality of with the words. Um, so as I exit out, <laughs> while we are planning to execute, um, I just want to challenge us, me, us, to make sure that we are praying also um, for God to help our unbelief. And some people will say, I don't have no unbelief, but unbelief shows up in many different ways. I heard Pastor Claudine say um, something to the effect of paraphrasing, um, like not doing something is a sin, delaying a thing is a sin. So that could be a part of your unbelief. You delaying it because you don't believe that it's really gonna happen. You delaying or you like trying to put something off because you're like, yeah, you know, I do, I, I do trust them. I do. It's like, so why are you not moving? If you trust so much, why are you not why are you not moving on on what God asked you to do? So while we're planning, just ask God, God help my unbelief. And that goes back to our first day of repentance. Forgive me, Lord, for my unbelief. Whether it's like Blatantly saying I don't believe or my actions um, speaking unbelief. Don't say you believe and when things get hard, your belief goes out the window. Don't only believe when things are going according to your plan. But know that all things work together. Because he didn't say some things work together. He said all things work together. All things work together. So just want to encourage you to make sure that you are staying the course. Um, God says, stand still and know that I'm a God. So regardless of what it looks like, regardless of what it feels like, regardless of what it is, remember what he said about you. Remember the plan. Even in his plan for you, he's planning. <laughs> in his plan for you, um, all the great things that he has for you. He never said it was going to be easy. But he also said that he'll never leave you. He'll forsake you. So make sure you lead with that in mind. Um, when things are rough, when things are tough, make sure you remember that he got you. He got us. God help my unbelief. And thank you, God, for this time of prayer, worship, and instruction, Lord God.
Now, as we leave this place, but never from your presence, God, help our unbelief, Lord Father God. Lord Father God, we know that everything happens through you, but it requires our yes. It requires our our yes. So God, as we hand our yes over to you, God, build us up in belief and in trust and in faith so that you can be the purpose, so that we can be the purpose-driven individuals that you have called us to be. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. 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 Awesome teaching. Awesome. Amen. Thank awesome you. Teaching. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Lord. Thank the Lord. Really good stuff, Deacon <laughs> Trina. Yeah, you was cooking today, Mo. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't know why Gabby's. I don't know why Gabby's voice. Is in the background. Get out of here. Really good stuff. Really good stuff. <laughs>